Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Moviegoers in the St. Louis area may associate this sound with one specific theater. Yes, we're talking about the Omnimax at the St. Louis Science Center. The domed IMAX theater has been an audience favorite since its 1994 debut, but it closed for renovations in July. Its $3.5 million upgrade is the most significant work it's gotten in its years of service. So what can we expect at the new and improved Omnimax? Joining us to discuss just that is Jackie Molay. She's the Managing Director of Visitor Services at the St. Louis Science Center. She oversees the Omnimax Theater. And I do want to note that the St. Louis Science Center is among the financial supporters of St. Louis Public Radio. Jackie Molay, welcome to the show. Hi, Sarah. Thank you. Now, for those of you listening, if you have a question about the Omnimax, you can give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. So Jackie, you recently opened your doors again after four months of work. What happened while you were closed? So uh, we completely renovated the theater from the ground up. We, knowing that film in general, film has been going away for the last 10 years, commercial theaters, other theaters, digital cameras, everything, um, that we would have to upgrade our film projection system to a digital system. And so we started with that, um, what the system was going to be, and then new carpet, new seats, new screen, new accessibility options. Uh, the whole the whole theater was renovated. So you did a whole bunch of work during yes. that time. It must have been just a frenzy um, behind the scenes. It was quite the project. It was uh, about 20 weeks of um, uh, project management at its best. <laughs> and it sounds like at its best because you did open when you wanted to open. Yes. You hit our, that deadline. Our target date was was Friday, Black Friday, November 29th, and, and we did it. Were um, you down to the wire on that? Yes. Uh, <laughs> there was there was a mad rush of cleaning and, and fixing up uh, Wednesday night before we closed for Thanksgiving Day. So, yeah. And then when you opened and you pressed play <clears throat> on that first film, were you all backstage just holding your breath? There was a little bit of that. Yeah, a little bit of, uh, okay, here we go. And yeah, so very exciting. Worked. Absolutely. We it haven't worked. heard any beautiful. reports yeah. that this was a disaster. <laughs> no. So that, no news is good news right. in this case. Right. So as you mentioned, there's been a big move for movie theaters <clears throat> to move away from the old-fashioned celluloid, right. so to speak, to just a digital file. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that work with something like IMAX? We associate it with these giant bulky cameras and with actual film. Yes. It's, so can every, it be done with it, digital? It, it's gotten smaller. Um, um, still, IMAX is, is you know, full frame, big, uh, big projection. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, like, like all theaters, like all, all film, it just gets more and more expensive to, to operate. As, as film uh, development systems have, have gone away, there's only two, basically, film developers left in the world. Wow. Um, so we just, we had to, we had to do something. We knew that we would have, that we would come to this point where we would have to make a decision. And we were just waiting for the right system that would fit the architecture of the theater. Being a dome screen is much different than being a flat screen. So we had to have the right system. We've been planning this for about five years. Wow. Um, it just took that long to be able to 
make it all come together at the right time with the right equipment. Um, and we do have a correction from our producers. Apparently, the Omnimax Theater opened in 1991. That's so I yes. want to apologize for shaving <laughs> three okay. years off your age there. Yeah, that's all right. Um, so now that you've got this new system in, can you still show movies that were made with old-fashioned film? If they've been, well, yes, if they've been scanned into for digital uh, projection, yes, we can still show those. So they do have to be converted. The old <clears throat> system is gone. Right. Yeah, all film is gone. It's completely digital. And does this open you up then to being able to show movies you wouldn't have been able to show before? Absolutely, because we were limited to what was released in IMAX film, 1570 film, which is very specific. Um, so we couldn't even show other types of film, other formats. Now we can show pretty much anything. So how much do you think that'll change the bill of fare at the Science Center? Well, we're all, we'll always remain true to our educational documentary films. I mean, that's what we're there for. The Omnimax as part of the Science Center um, is, is an educational facility. We want to ignite and sustain lifelong science and technology learning. So education is at our mission, right? But um, but being able to show some of the feature-length Hollywood films, we have a really, we have a 10-year First Friday program where we feature sci-fi films, and now the ability to show many more of those types of films on our system, you know, it's endless. And so <coughs> now you also have Frozen playing mm -hmm. there. Would that have been possible before? No. Okay. No. It was not released in IMAX. It wouldn't have been released in IMAX film. Um, and we, we showed we, we chose Frozen because of the timing and the holidays. We wanted people to really see the colors and animation on the new IMAX digital system with laser uh, light source is just really beautiful. So it's different than seeing Frozen at another high-class theater around town. It'll, it'll probably be a little bit different, and you're watching it on a dome. So the dome uh, immerses you in the image more than a flat screen would. So that's some big changes in terms of the screening. Um, but as you mentioned, there's some other pieces of this, and one of them I was very happy to see is wider seats. Yes. What made you decide to go that route? Have we changed since the, the size of St. Louisans back in 1991? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, as, as most Midwest Westerners, most theater goers, um, we just wanted a more comfortable experience, and we knew that um, our theater seats at the time were uh, were not maybe the best for a longer viewing experience. For a 45-minute film, it might have been okay, but now it, we just wanted to make it more comfortable, and knowing that we would be doing some longer length films, just make it a, a more a better experience for our, all of our guests. And in terms of that accessibility, mm -hmm. what kind of guests might now have opportunities that they wouldn't have had before? So we expanded uh, the, the wheelchair-based seating so we can, we can have more folks that need chairs in those areas. Um, we've also, we installed a telecoil system throughout the theater. So those... And what is telecoil? So telecoil is a hearing loop system. If you have a cochlear implant or if you have a hearing aid with a T-coil switch on it, you don't need another piece of equipment. You can just come in, sit in any seat in the theater and hear uh, the audio tracks from the film without having an without having an assisted device. Wow, is that something that's commonly found in in local theaters at this point? I I can't speak for all theater chains. I'm sure some of them have some options. Um, we just wanted to make it throughout the theater that we wouldn't that people wouldn't even have to ask. They would just be able to come in and enjoy the film without having to do anything extra. So these are some nice big changes here. What kind of reaction have you gotten after now being open for almost a week? Uh, so far, really good. Really very positive. People like the seats. They like the screen. They like the films. Um, we have our new documentary film, Great Bear Rainforest, which is a beautiful film about um, the last temperate rainforest on Earth. 
and the animals that live there and the people that live there and protect it. Um, so that's been really well received. And then volcanoes as well, and then frozen has been great. So this is a really exciting time. Uh, Jackie Molay of the St. Louis Science Center, thank you so much for joining us oh, today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.